the fire. Welcome to Through the Fire, cutting through the passions, clearing the smoke of the cultural confusions of the world today. Talking God's love and God's solutions from a biblical Christian worldview. And now, here's your host, Marie and Gregory Seltz. Hello, hello, I'm Marie. Thank you for joining me on Through the Fire, where we are on the case talking about the tough issues in the culture today, facing them with some psychological and theological explanations and applications that we hope will bless you. So I have a question for you today. Do you sometimes feel like you have less jingle in your step and less joy in your spirit than you'd like? It's not unusual, after all, to feed into the stress of all the holiday expectations. In fact, holiday stress can truly zap your joy and send your holiday spirit right down the drain. Actually, the ember months are usually the busiest of the year for the mental health counselors and coaches. September's cooler weather signifies an end of summer and a return to school, work, and responsibilities. October's leaves signify change and reminds us of the temporariness of all things. November brings gatherings of people we may not necessarily enjoy being with for extended periods of time. Then comes December with the expectations of traditions, more gatherings, and giftings. And quite frankly, some of the expectations can leave us feeling drained physically, emotionally, financially. Holiday stress is so common that the American Psychological Association conducted a survey with 38% of those surveyed saying their stress increases during the holiday season. Even more serious, the National Alliance on Mental Illness recently reported that 64% of the individuals living with a mental illness feel that their conditions worsen around the holidays. These survey participants stated the following reasons why they feel gloom lack of time, financial pressure, gift giving, and family gatherings. Let me say those four again. Lack of time, financial pressure, gift giving, and family gatherings. <laughs> Heck, those four factors have been the center of comedic movies for quite a while. Do you remember the 2008 film Four Christmases with Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn where they lied to get out of attending the family gatherings? That's one of my daughter's favorites. Or remember the 1992 Muppet Christmas Carol movie or the original 1938 Christmas Carol movie, both based on the Charles Dickens classic tale and ornery character Scrooge? Many of us can feel and act like Scrooge during this time of the year. Typically, it's because we feel as if we've lost control of our time, our freedom, our choices, and feel constrained by expectations of others or even expectations we self-impose. But there are ways that we can prepare ourselves and hopefully deflect some of the increased stress of the holidays. It is important to realize that we do have more control than we think we do. With my coaching clients, I teach people that they always have choices. So let's piece out the four reported situations that people identified. The first one is lack of time. We can feel overwhelmed and pressured when we even have one more thing to do, let alone a series of events to attend when our regular daily duties are piled sky high. Adding just one more thing feels like we are going to scream, and adding even more than that feels like we're literally going to topple over. So let me say this. It's okay to say no. It is okay to graciously decline an invitation. 
It is okay to ask for assistance with shopping, wrapping, cleaning, cooking, decorating, and cleaning up. It's okay to take a break for yourself and soak in a bath, exercise, pray, and acknowledge that you are feeling less than a bounce in your step. Self-care is important during this season. Just taking away the guilt of admitting you're drained can lessen your level of stress. Another thing we can choose to do is give meaning to the tasks we find ourselves facing. Choose the ones that are most important over those that are not. Dispense with altogether those that do not even have priority or meaning in your life. That way, we focus more on the tasks we choose to undertake. One old trick is making a list of six top tasks that you want to accomplish the next day. Then the next morning, review your list and select only three to accomplish for that day. Repeat the process again at night, write down six top tasks, and the next morning review, rearrange if needed, and choose only three. Set your own pace. No need to compete with others. This truly works. Give it a try. The second situational factor participants gave in the survey on holiday stress is financial pressure. This one is a tough one to contend with, really, because it can be a stressor not only for the individual who needs to deal with it, but for the family as well, particularly if one is already financially stressed. Financial pressure can cause arguments, and it's very, very difficult with having to secure additional travel arrangements, gift-giving at work, gift-giving socially, and gift-giving to family members. And sometimes hosting gatherings and being responsible for food, beverages, and accommodations. If this is a situational stressor for you, focus on gratitude. (laughs) That's right, gratitude first. Why is that? Because you can focus on all the blessings that you do have, which is the bigger picture here, really. Then you can be creative. What can you do to still participate in the activities and exchanges you would like to do and that you can best do? And what can you opt out of? This is not a time of competition. This is a time of sharing. We can make gifts. We can bake gifts. We can write a poem, a song, make a video memory, or a picture collage. If we do not have the means to travel, we can still visit by Zoom and have times when we unwrap presents, do toasts, share Christmas stories, do storytelling. We can ask people to bring dishes to share so all the financial costs are shared. That way, whatever we choose to do is done without additional pressure on ourselves and is done within our means. The third situational factor, which is gift giving, I've already somewhat touched upon, but let me throw out a few more. Gift exchanges can be fun and are much more affordable than purchasing gifts for everyone. Set a theme or a cost amount that all will adhere to. White elephant exchanges, baking exchanges, service exchanges like haircuts, facials, car washes, house cleaning, you name it. If gift giving is a situation that stresses you out, then face it by helping a neighbor, a friend, a family member, or a stranger. It's the act of giving that is more important than a present. Our generosity can be a gift to ourselves because when we focus on others and less on ourselves, we tend to reduce our anxiety. The fourth situational factor people listed was family gatherings. We can choose or not choose to attend. Yes, (laughs) we must remember, though, the possible consequences of our decisions. (laughs) So when we choose to attend and spend more time at the gatherings where we know that there will be people we can enjoy spending time with, that will lessen our anxiety. Who we like being around and who likes being around us, who have an overall bright energy, that will feed our spirit. 
We can choose to not attend or limit the amount of time we spend at the gatherings where we feel heavy or stressed by the people in attendance. This way, we feel a sense of control rather than a sense of constraint. Remember, finding balance is about finding harmony within your relationships and between the other areas of your life. There will always be times in the year when your relationships won't feel perfect, but by changing your perceptions and behaviors, you can improve the way you handle them. For example, practicing empathy. Although you might not be looking forward to some of the social events or the people you will be interacting with over the holidays, your mere presence could be benefiting someone else. I've spoken with many people who look forward to the holiday season because it's the only time they get together with friends and family. You might not want to be there, but for your host or someone else at the gathering, your presence could bring some pleasure and some balance to their life. I've been talking about four situational factors that can lead you to feel gloomy, but sometimes there are many reasons why you may not be feeling merry and bright. And it's perfectly normal to feel this way if you have a jam-packed social calendar, deadlines at work, have lost a loved one, or dislike cold and sunless winter days. Admit it. Acknowledge it. It's okay. If holiday observances seem inauthentic to you right now, do not force yourself to celebrate. Attend events if you can. If not, express that you are not feeling quite cheery and wish them merry. Breathe deeply and look at whatever is around you or in your mind that makes you smile and jumps your heart a bit. Rest in that moment. Rest assured that everything is temporary. This can be comforting, and it can also prompt us to make the most of every moment. Either way, we are comforted. God is with us, and there is peace. And as always, remember, there are two kinds of fire in the world, the one that burns and consumes and the one that burns and empowers. May God's word and God's love burn brightly in you, giving you strength to face any fire. Till next time, little embers, I'm Marie. See you soon. Through the Fire is a production of Family Vision Media, familyvisionmedia.org.